remember uh, during the Olympic Games in Brazil, we were taking a boat to um, to one of our shootings there, and the, the boat had to stop like every five minutes, every five meters, because the um, the propeller or how you call it was just completely uh, filled with plastic. So um, yeah, and, and also in, in Thailand, uh, where uh, we saw like just covered beaches, and I and what, that was at a time where, where when I didn't realize that that there's a, a plastic pollution problem that was kind of an aha moment what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of along the keel a podcast dedicated to the brands that are being built outside my name is captain zach and in today's episode we speak with benny and matthias from Gotbag. this german-based company is taking backpacks and making them out of ocean-based plastic and better yet they have a supply chain to do it by utilizing a network of over 1500 fishermen in indonesia they have created a supply chain that helps fight the fight on plastic pollution and spreading awareness on issues facing our world's oceans leave it to the germans to be able to create a pretty cool bag and a great solution to the fight on plastic pollution so with that i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of along the keel make sure to check us out on alongthekeel.com make sure to sign up for our mailing list and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of along the keel Benny, you're in Germany right now. And then, Matthias, you're in California, right? I'm not in California. I'm in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. You're in Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Oregon's an awesome place. Probably one of my favorite states in the United States. Beautiful I, spot. I didn't see too many in the States yet, but yes, I would say it's my favorite, favorite state as well. Yeah. A lot of things to do. It's so diverse, which I really like. You know, you can go... At the same day, you can go snowboarding and go to the beach at, at, in the evening, kind of, and that's... that's a, Thing, right to close to each other yeah yeah that's the thing about you know especially important you know you're so close to the city so you know when you're in the city you can go escape you know within you know like a, a 20 minute ride you know and you got the coastline you got the mountains you got the woods like it's a whole bit and then benny you're out and you're in germany right now right absolutely yeah in Mainz, okay which is uh, close to frankfurt so yep. yeah we have we have some nice rivers here and a lot of uh, grapes. Basically, is a wine wine area. Oh, nice! All right, uh, and um, yeah, nice over. Very cool. Is uh is the weather right now yes. like warm, cold? Uh, it's too warm actually for the for the uh, for the time of the year. Uh, today, um, yeah, was uh, you di- didn't uh, even have to wear a jacket today, so uh, which oh, is really? kind, of, kind of disturbing at this <laughs> in yeah. a way. But um, yeah. yeah, so uh, the weather is—it's winter time. It's gray, um, and right. um, yeah, but not too not too cold in the moment. But hence why we're here talking about Gotbag, right? Because in you know inadvertently you're here trying to prevent you know in a way climate change or ocean acidification and pollution and whatnot, right? So you know in short, you know from what I've seen, Gotbag is just an incredible brand that you guys have started that is taking ocean plastics and then turning it into you know, usable material like backpacks and other soft goods as well. So give me a little rundown as to what Gotbag is. And then, you know, Matthias, you're here in the United States, Benny, you're in Germany. So there's, we're going to get back to that later, but there's something here going on where you guys are trying to merge, you know, two countries and bring people together in the fight to prevent ocean plastic, right? Or at least close the loop is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, what you actually covered it, uh, Gutback, um, is, a, is an organization, I, I, I would put it that way, uh, which is recovering plastic from the ocean. So what we have done is, mm-hmm. uh, we set up a cleanup in Indonesia where we had, uh, have set up a network of fishermen 
1,500 who go out uh, fishing and instead of wow. uh, and, and the plastic that they uh, catch inside their nets, instead of throwing it back into the ocean, we incentivize mm -hmm. them to bring it ashore uh, where we can recycle the plastic. And um, then from, uh, from the PET part, uh, out of the materials we get, uh, we cre create our, uh, our backpacks and our bags. Wow, that's very cool. So you guys are really use, utilizing the community that's already out there to then create this supply chain to then fuel what would become a got bag down the line. So how did this all come about? Were you guys, you know, did you go to college and you were like, hey, let's start this, you know, bag company here? I mean, how did you grow up? Like, there's always this story that I find that there is a, a point in which someone is, you know, drawn to the ocean in particular, but also the outdoors in general, right? So were you growing up in Germany? And, and Matthias, feel free to, you know, add in your 10 cents here. Like, were you guys growing up and being kind of enveloped in the outdoor world? Like, how did that, how did this all kind of come about? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Gutberg was originally founded in, in 2016 by, uh, by Roman, who is a, a old friend from school and, and me. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've both uh, been tied to the ocean since our childhood. Uh, Roman grew up in Tel Aviv. He grew up surfing, uh, started at a really young age. And, um, mm -hmm. my father took me sailing the first time when I was three years old. He's a passionate sailor. So there was, uh, was this connection to, uh, to the ocean and, and to this environment from, from early age on. So you put it absolutely right. I think um, that that at some point um, that that came back back to us, and we re re realized and we recognized there's something clearly wrong with uh, with plastic and with plastic in the ocean, and it is really harmful for for this environment. And um, we decided then on a, on a long car uh, car ride together that we wanted to do uh, something about it, and we started gut back. And um, yeah, then was two and a half years of research and development, and um, yeah, setting up all the structures needed, learning about recycling learning about creating mm -hmm. backpacks and um then uh, then it started yeah yeah so why do you think i mean there's a lot of people out there right a lot of people like myself you know love the ocean love the outdoors but what do you think was it because you could have gone off and done anything right i mean did you go to school prior to starting got bag like a what would be considered college here in the united states yeah. Um, no. So yeah, I I, uh, I was in school, and after school, I became a cameraman. Actually, I was uh, I was oh, shooting, really? uh, shooting documentaries, and um, oh. yeah, it was a was a great time in my twenties, uh, traveling traveling around um, to to World Cups, um, to Olympic Games, um, and also yeah, places like Africa, um, Brazil, and stuff, and, and shooting documentaries. And then after really? that, I um, I uh, started an agency together with my uncle. So um, we did actually then. Communications for for big uh, for big co corporations, internal external communications, and um, yeah. So um, at at some point, or also uh, with Roman, we um, we had worked in our jobs for 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 then ten years, and I think that was then also some some breaking point and or a, a point in our life where we uh, where we would come together and we would yeah readjust the way we want to uh, we, we want to go and we want. Uh, right. Uh, the the thing that we value and that we want to do in our jobs or in, in our life actually and what we want to achieve so and then i think this process uh, and the transformation started yeah well that's super interesting i mean there's always this backstory behind you know the fact that you're a cameraman i'm sure which was really influential in the fact that you were going around to all these beautiful places you know because as a cameraman you get to travel a lot right and you get to travel on someone else's dime which is always a you know always a plus right so um was there a moment in that journey where you kind of had this aha moment where it's like, all right, I can't 
be behind the camera anymore. I got to really start to try and fix the problems that I'm I'm documenting. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say there was this, this moment, like like there was was not a moment. I was standing at the beach and uh, and mm-hmm. I was looking at uh, something, and I said, okay, now I have I have to right. change everything. But it was more like a process, and yeah, I, I mm. encountered. Uh, many times, like the, the dramatic, um, the dramatic um, yeah, sceneries. Like uh, I remember uh, during the Olympic Games in Brazil, we were taking a boat to um, to one of our shootings there, and the, the boat had to stop like every five minutes, uh, every five meters, mm-hmm. because the um, the propeller or how you call it I, uh, was, uh, was yeah propeller yeah was was just completely uh, filled with plastic, and um, and you can see it like. These mangroves everywhere, and it just was basically in the middle of the city, in the middle of uh, Rio, and you could sense yeah. that there's no waste management system for that at all. And the same, um, I've encountered in, in Africa, where where people were drinking out of uh, out of bags which are filled with water, and they just drink it, and they really? wherever they stand, they they throw it to the side. But it's not like on them because there's just not not any any infrastructure for that. And um, right. So um, yeah, and, and also in, in Thailand uh, where uh, where I saw like just covered beaches, and I and what that was at a time where where when I didn't realize that that there's a, a plastic pollution problem. It was prior mm-hmm. before, before the, the realization, and I, I was thinking to myself when I saw the beach. Why is everybody throwing their trash uh, on the beach? And then at some point, I realized that it, that it was washed from the ocean up to the beach, and it was not right. people like throwing it there. And that was that was kind of an aha moment, uh, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned um, the Olympic Games in Rio. I actually worked with a guy who was in charge of putting together the team of people on the boats. He managed the uh, all the support vessels that were at the Rio Olympics. So, in one of the stories, he would tell me was. Every time you'd go out into the harbor, you'd literally have to pave your own way, you know, to get rid of all this ocean plastic, which, you know, a lot of which are plastic bags, which we all know are horrible. Um, And yeah, they get sucked up in the prop. I mean, even here up in Rhode Island, where the bay has seen a dramatically um, improvement in, in water quality, in the quality of the sediment and so on and so forth. Every once in a while, you'll you'll you know I run boats up in Providence, and you'll hit uh, you'll hit a couple of plastic bags, and you gotta raise the engine up and cut it out. So it's a problem. It's a serious you know it's a serious problem. Not to mention all of the you know marine mammals that can ingest that and get it wrapped around their you know their throats and whatnot. So, Matthias, at what point did you start to you know were were you growing up in kind of the natural world as well, and and started to see this progression into what would then become got bag? The story, how I got involved is actually, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I was traveling back and forth uh, between Germany and the States a lot because my wife, she's American. And um, it's a long story how we met and, and she lived with me in Germany. And at some point we had to decide basically where we want to live. And her family has moved to, to Oregon and we yeah she wanted to be closer to her family so i said okay let's go uh let's move to the states but i had to wait for three months for for my for my working permit basically in the states um so benny who's a friend of mine um talked to me and he 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 basically told me that he already had a plan at some point you know to get a little bit into the american market to raise awareness over there um and so we talked a little bit and my idea was to just you know do some kind of like a market research and see if there is a market for Godback 
in the States and, and if we could actually, you know, raise awareness over here, create an impact over here, if, if you know, there is some, some, some room for God back. And after those three months, I basically decided that, um, yeah, forget about Nike. God back is so much, so much more interesting. It has a way better, has a way better story to it, a way better meaning is, is doing way, way better things. And, um, I also realized that there's a huge movement in the, in the US right now. The thing that we had in, in Europe, like starting already a couple of years ago, you know, the whole sustainability, um, topic and all of that, that is getting really big in the States right now, as you know. Um, so I wanted to be part of it. It was super interesting. Um, I wanted to help Benny to, to, to what he created in Germany and in Europe to get it over here. And that's basically when I started the business here in the States and opened. That's pretty impressive. I mean, coming from Nike, which I mean, obviously everyone knows what Nike is, right? It's a massive, you know, apparel and shoe brand. Um, and then, you know, Benny, props to you, man, because you stole you stole Matthias from uh, from Nike, right? And to come work for you and and uh, and and start what up with Gotbag. So, you know, you guys are kind of at some point, you guys come together and and start to really, you know, evolve what Gotbag would come to be. Now, Benny, when you first started and what were kind of the first steps as to, all right, well, I have this idea. I have these principles and concepts that I want to run with. But, you know, there's there's always that, you know, first step, which I can imagine is kind of the hardest one. You know, it's it's finding out the supply chain. Like how how did you even start to figure out, well, where am I going to get the plastic? How do the, how are the fishermen going to integrate into my, my supply chain? And then at, at the end, how am I going to create a fabric thing that can be then used and, and built into a bag? Yeah. Um, yeah. As you said, it was, uh, was a, it was a long, <laughs> long, long process, a lot of blood, blood sweat and tears. Um, yeah, obviously it was, uh, yeah. And as, as I laid out, I mean, we, we, uh, both founders, we, we didn't have, uh, like, uh, any experience actually like in, um, so Roman, my my co-founder, he was uh, he was a graphic designer, so he had some mm -hmm. um, some knowledge in designing. So we we that was an advantage. And then um, also like my background was uh, was then helping um, once we had the pro product to to introduce it in a way to to the market. But uh, right. as as you said, yeah, it was it was a lot of just learning actually in, in the first place. And then we uh, we and I think that's true up until today is just to to meet people who can help you and and yeah. who have a, have a common sense and want to create something with you. So we um, yeah we were reaching out to different people on 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 uh, on social media and uh, through friends mm -hmm. of friends and friends and um, and get connections in in a way and then um, we did get into contact with uh, with uh, with the different organizations ngos and uh, and uh, sort of that people and um we did then set up a first cleanup uh, in uh, mediterranean and atlantic ocean um and uh, had had some some tests before um and then we had a we had a first prototype which was not made from ocean plastic but we which we could start selling and then from there we had some cash flow because it was also really important in, in the first place because we were working full time on our jobs to and 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 basically just working on on the weekends and on late nights to to get things going so that then helped and then um from there um i mean in the beginning we knew uh, it is possible to recycle plastic obviously we knew that that is possible to recycle pet so we asked, mm -hmm. asked ourselves the question why isn't it possible to get plastic from the ocean and recycle that plastic and so, right. so then it turned out that it's uh, that it's it's much more complicated the 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 catching of the plastic itself mm -hmm. and, and also the 
the tra transformation of the plastic, recycling of the plastic is more complex when it was introduced to salt water and, and to the environment for a longer period of time. But it, it turned out over time that it's possible to do. And we, um, we were fortunate to find just the right partners to help us to, to then find partners in, in, in Asia that were able to, to process it, this kind of materials. And they were listening, uh, were listening to us. Uh, and we were just a small, uh, yeah, just some, some, some dudes at the time, basically at it with, right. idea. and then, yeah. uh, and then to convince like, um, yeah, partners who are used to, um, yeah, to, to work and collaborate with, with big organizations and big corporates. Uh, it was also, um, quite tricky in the beginning and i remember myself like setting up five five six different emails to uh, <laughs> to appear much bigger to to, to these guys to right. uh, make them listen to you and um so i was sales at got bag cleanup yeah. at got bag yeah, right, you got all right, these so, different or yeah, yeah i hear you out, like uh, being i don't know melissa one day and then tom on the next day and uh, being right being uh, <laughs> just uh, just riding back with, uh, and forth and ju just to appear a bit bigger and and uh, make people listen to you. So yeah, um, right. it was uh, looking back a really tough time also, and it was it was a fun time. But um, then um, at the end, we were just uh, absolutely relieved. It was like we came out at the end of a tunnel and had uh, had the, the final product in our hands. And then we we did uh, did our Kickstarter campaign, and um, yeah, then it uh, then all started after that. Yeah, so kind of, you know, let's back up a little bit. Walk me through this first, you know, cleanup, right? Because at some point you decided to start to work with fishermen, but you mentioned that you were you, you needed to make some money in order to kind of get this thing going, right? There, there's a there's a minimum viable product, right? Of like, all right, well, we want to collect ocean plastic, we want to turn it into this great bag, but we we got to have some something to work with, right? So were you selling the? I I, I might have misunderstood. Were you selling the plastic to manufacturers or? How did that work? No, no. So um, we uh, we uh, we buy the plastic from from fishermen, um, mm -hmm. and um, then we uh, we introduce the plastics into different recycling chains. So as I said, the PET is then um, mm -hmm. directly recycled to, to to the fabrics of our backpacks. Okay. And then we um, we we are now able, together with the recycling partner, to um, to recycle. Um, um, most of the plastic types and most of the waste types, but still there's some plastic types like sachets, like with which are multi-layer plastics, um, mm -hmm. like aluminium and stuff. And this this stuff is really hard to to um, to recycle. And we are looking into um, so m most of that that is then used for thermic uh, thermic recycling. So it, it's actually it's burned for for energy, um, mm -hmm. and um, then um, we are looking into pyrolysis, um, which is a downcycling um, uh, a downcycling method uh, to to get it back to a synthetic oil, which we then can can really. Um, so um, hmm. yeah, I think it's important to mention that we have a really holistic approach and that we are looking to 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 use all of the different um, all of the different plastic and all of the different waste types. And we are um, then again we are we are working with partners who can use. Um, other plastics type for for example we we now starting collaboration with uh, wild plastic which is uh, is a company from germany they are doing recycled um, waste bags mm -hmm. and they're doing it also from ocean plastic and from um, um from ocean bound plastics and we have a collaboration mm -hmm. with them so they can use a plastic type which we recover from the ocean but, we, but which we cannot use directly and then we, we get it to them so that they can use it. So I think, um, yeah, it's a lot of, again, a lot of uh, about collaboration and, and um, engaging with others.
Yeah. So you guys, so let me get this straight. You know, you guys are basically connecting with fishermen. You know, you set up this buyback program where if they're out there, you're incentivizing these guys to go out and collect, you know, a, a balloon that's floating in the water or a plastic bottle or maybe a, um, a derelict fishing net. Right. And then they bring that back to shore. You guys can then process it, put it into your recycling program, and then in turn, create a got bag or any other product that you've then collaborated and connected with these companies. So that's super interesting because you guys have really started to create instead of just focusing on yourself and, you know, simply the sale of a got bag, which don't get me wrong, is super important. You guys are really setting up this ecosystem for, you know, other companies to then come in and say, hey, we, we can we can do the same thing just in a different light, right? So you guys are really focusing on the problem overall rather than just having this product that you can slap a marketing label on and say, hey, we use ocean plastic. Like you guys have really kind of devoted yourselves to cleaning up the ocean or at least closing the loop in turn, then hopefully down the line to then stop the flow of plastic going into the ocean. So what is... You know, I'm curious about the fishermen. So how do you go about convincing a fisherman, like, you should do this? Like, this is important. I mean, a lot of fishermen around here I know are, you know, some some are, some are stubborn, but, you know, you always see these guys picking up balloons and making a post about it. You always see them picking up trash in their traps, being like, hey, we got to make a PSA about this. We can't have this going on anymore, right? Because then it ends up in, in your meal, you know, and no one likes plastic and fish. So what's been your approach to really kind of connect with the, you know, the fishermen and then in turn, then connect, connect with these, you know, other companies that you can then collaborate with? Mm. Yeah, I think we have to give this to to Max, who's our cleanup manager, and he he um, he basically did set up all the structures in in Indonesia, which we're which we're using and expanding also to other regions in the moment as well. Um, and um, he was uh, he was uh, living for quite a while in Indonesia and in, in Java, mm-hmm. um, and he had um, he had, had a good good network there to to different um, people, different NGOs who could help, and then he got in. Uh, into contact um, with a group of fishermen who were pre- basically really aware about uh, the problem of plastic mm-hmm. and they were also aware about the plastic um, or the, the, the impact that plastic have, has on the, um, of, uh, on, the um, on the environment and on, on their lives because um, they, they knew okay if the, if the mangroves um, get in, or if the corals get infected by plastic um, the, the fish don't have any habitat anymore and they don't have a, pl- a place uh, to live anymore and then by that, obviously, as a fisherman, they're basically directly infected, uh, um, uh, um, uh, impacted by that. So mm-hmm. um, that was that was great because they were really helpful, and they they um, they um, they then started to get us into contact with other communities um, of, of fishermen. And um, um, so, from what we've experienced, uh, people were really open um, um, about uh, um, about our project and about mm-hmm. our approach because I think they. They started to realize it, but or they they already realized that there is a problem, and um, and they uh, they I mean household trash and the, the situation of trash trash in these regions mm. is so um, yeah is so uh, so so daunting or is so um, um, it's it's everywhere basically so yeah. um, um, so um, it um, it's uh, it's clear that um, that the people um, yeah they. They see what they what they're living at and what is the, what the what the circumstances are, and they they already realize that there is a need for a waste management system and uh, and for for help, and so that's what, uh, why they were really uh, collaborative. And um, then um, 
yeah, at some point also um, the um, the government got um, um, got to know about our um, our project and they started to help mm -hmm. as well with contacts uh, to officials in different areas. And then from oh, there, no way. It, Very uh, cool. from there it got uh, got much much easier to uh, to expand the cleanups even further. Um, and um, yeah, I think um, I think that covers it. And um, and by now, yeah, we are um, yeah, it, it shifted also from from in the beginning. Um, like a representative from the government were really um we're, we're quite holding back and we're uh, we're not so open for for this kind of project um, but that mm -hmm. completely changed because i think that also from the ground up uh, when you have a, a certain amount of people involved in a project and a, a certain amount of people also then uh, putting pressure on the um on the officials and on the, on, on the government i think mm -hmm. they also need to act um and um that's i think one of our biggest achievement that uh, that we've been able to um, to get the, the government on our side, and um, also that they are now considering taking actions and um, and, and mm -hmm. really setting up structures on land, and that's really yeah. important. Yeah, you know, it's funny you bring that up. Um, I always kind of operate under the idea of, you know, if you're going to vote, right, you should vote with your wallet. And and, and what I mean by that is like the, it, if you're going to go ahead and and put forth, um, you know, money into a product whether it be going to your local grocery store and buying, you know, beef or going to, you know, uh, here in the United States, you know, Walmart and, and, and buying a product from Walmart. Are you, what you're doing is essentially voting for that company or organization or that product, right? So if I'm going to go ahead and think more sustainably and I want more companies like you to then invest more in our environment, our ocean environment, then as a, as a, you know, as a prudent civilian, right, it would be, you know, in my, in my best interest to then buy a got bag, go use recycl recyclable bags, and then convince the representatives of our government to then go ahead and try and put more investment into that with our tax dollars, right? So it's kind of this interesting cycle and you getting involved with the government really shows that not only are the people, you know, saying, hey, we need to do this, right? It's really now the government is like, all right, well, maybe because you know we have X amount of people that are interested in it that we should then start to invest in it. So that's a really interesting and critical point for you guys. But what I also want to kind of get into is the actual creation of the Got Bag because that's kind of the representation of what you guys are doing. You know, that's kind of like the epicenter. So what it, give me like the rundown. Like how does this, how did the Got Bag come to be? Because you could have made anything, right? I mean, you could have made... I don't know, uh, a t-shirt, right? You know, you could have made a flannel like I'm wearing or, or like a sign or something, right? But you decided to make a, a got bag. So what was kind of the mindset behind creating a bag rather than, you know, someone like James Merrill from Opolis Optics who decided to create sunglasses, you know, kind of falling under the same principles as what you guys are doing? Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want it to put it too strategic because uh, actually, in the first place, it was <laughs> it was uh, was just an uh, just an idea and uh, like laying yeah. laying at night and uh, and and thinking about uh, yeah what what to do and uh, and then there was like the name coming up like gut bag and um, mm -hmm. and then um, from there we we were were discussing different um, different options and um, yeah and I think um, by now. Um, and maybe that's also just it happened in a way, but now looking back, it just makes sense because a backpack is a, is a durable, durable, durable product. Um, you can mm -hmm. use it for a long time. 
uh, you don't need to wash it where where then uh, you have the micro uh, plastic uh, which which come from that so good point um, yeah and um, um yeah and so i think that's um um that's just uh, that's just some some vital and some some crucial points and i think um that's why we also quite happy up until today that we uh, right. that we, uh that we uh, went uh, went this way and um that sure. um, that it's uh, that it came out how it uh, how it how it did yeah well i think i i think you know it's interesting a backpack i think represents more than just what it's made of right it kind of represents this this need for adventure and this in this want to then get outside and have this integration of you know cuz i was looking at your bag the bag looks you know it's it's a gorgeous bag with you know, it seems to me like you guys are really marketing towards someone who is, you know, both urban, but yet wants to go outside and, and, and hang out, you know, and I think that's really what a backpack represents is this idea of, you know, you can work hard, but you can also play hard. And if we're going to do it, we might as well do it sustainably, you know, and get out and go adventure. So I think it's a great product. And it's really cool how you guys have really integrated with other companies. I mean, I noticed that you guys work with Sea Shepherd who, you know, are famously known for being the guys on Whale Wars, right? <laughs> that show on Discovery Channel, which I remember growing up, I would watch, you know, it's a, they're, and they're a very cool organization with, uh, you know, a lot of similar principles that you guys kind of follow. So how did that all come about? Because that's a big, that's a big name. Yeah, um, I got to know um, Alex uh, through, uh, through a mutual friend. Uh, he's the CEO of Stanford. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, we actually uh, did spoke uh, speak at the same conference uh, in Lisbon a couple of years mm -hmm. ago, uh, but we didn't meet there. It was just I, I was leaving um, before he, he came there, but my friend uh, stayed there and he, he was talking with him um, and um, about the um, about what what, you, what we are doing. And um, he said mm -hmm. that sounds great. I think we should meet. And then I um, I uh, I traveled to to Amsterdam and I met with uh, with Alex. Um, uh, the first time and we were just discussing about um yeah possibilities of of doing something together and um that i just love what we are doing and um yeah i, I actually um i felt also uh, quite honored by that because uh, i i think everybody that's that in, that's involved with the ocean knows what what is sea shepherd doing and uh, everybody knows this organization and um so um yeah for us it's and for the whole team it's also it's a big big, big uh, thing to contribute also to to their operations and um um and uh, to have this collabor collaboration together uh, just makes sense um and um yeah so so we are quite happy um to to be engaged with them and um also yeah to just be in contact and 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 talking about what to do um about uh, issues that we see together for our oceans yeah, no, absolutely. Now, do you think some of the same, like, you know, there, there's a lot of big issues that kind of go with the ocean, right? I mean, you have ocean acidification, you have plastic pollution. I mean, um, you could even dive into a little bit deeper and you could, you could say, you know, coral reef degradation and all these other things. But why do you think you chose um, plastic pollution? You know, like you could have chosen anything, right? That had to do with the ocean, and and plastic pollution seems to have really stuck out with you. Was there like an experience or or some sort of uh, moment, or maybe a person that you spoke spoke with that kind of put you on the direction of like 
hmm, plastic pollution. Because, you know, for me, I can actually remember being in college and, and learning about it and then reading up on microplastics and how microplastics got, you know, are, are getting washed down our drains when you wash your clothes in the, uh, in, in the, in the washer, you know, and I never knew that. And it was just kind of like very eye opening. And now I take into consideration, you know, the, the, the articles of clothing I wear based on that. So what do you think really kind of pushed you in that direction? Hmm. Actually, it's a good, good question. And now when you, when you asked me the question, I realized that I think I never actually answered this question to myself. <laughs> because It was just like, we, we just saw this problem and, I'm. I'm. When you were just when we when you just were were asking me the question, there was like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just possible answers coming to my head, and uh, I think, yeah, maybe because um, of pictures I've seen in, in the past, and uh, mm-hmm. um, and um, and um, yeah, um, because I think it's just uh, just a, just a big fucking issue, you know, like uh, <laughs> I think that. Well said. <laughs> have to do something about it, and um, yeah, um, yeah. But um, as I said, I, I'm I'm just answering this question to myself in the moment, also. So um, right, I just think, yeah, I think there was was uh, just a process of of a lot of encounters, uh, a lot of things we've we've seen. I didn't follow it also. Boyan Stad, the founder of of uh, um, of the ocean cleanup um, and and saw what they were doing and um, mm-hmm. inspired also and then uh, I think it was um, yeah trying to do our part and our our tiny bit of of something against this this problem and um, I think um, also that um, still up until today the 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 problem of plastic pollution is completely underrated and I think that um, I mean the the awareness is there in 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 a, in a certain community. Mm-hmm. Community, I think there's still still much to, that's that that's needed to be done. But um, yeah, I think um, it's uh, it's it's so dramatic how uh, and and it's and it's also super important that people starting to realize how dependent we are all on the ocean and that mm-hmm. uh, that seventy percent of all all the oxygen we are breathe is produced by our oceans and that uh, that yeah. we don't have he- healthy oceans. We as right. humankind, we cannot live on this planet anymore, and I think um, that's just so important for everyone, everyone to know. I think um, um, I think that might be also part of why we choose to do something um, and um, to tackle, as far as I'm concerned, the, the biggest uh, the biggest threat to our oceans in the moment. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the the, you know, the ocean being able to create oxygen and, and it creates so much more, right? It creates, you know, food, habitat. I mean, on and on and on. I mean, in all these habitats, right? They say that coral reefs have the cure for cancer and all these other diseases similar to, you know, the Amazon rainforest, which is a whole nother bag of worms as to what's going on there. But, you know, the ocean is so important and yet people take it for granted because it's one of those things that I think is just there, you know? It's like, it's kind of like your car. You go out, you drive it, you come home. But when it doesn't start in the morning, you're like, what the hell? You know, it it just kind of ruins your day, right? And there's nothing you can do about it because you're stuck in your driveway and you got to call here in the United States. We have AAA, which is like a, you know, car service thing. But, um, you know, it's kind of that feeling of, oh man, like the thing that I love and use all the time is no longer there. So it's interesting, you know, how integrated the ocean really is into our lives, yet, you know, a lot of people take it for granted. 
you know, and with that, you know, we need people like you to then come and, you know, say like, you know, wake up, we, we actually got to take care of this problem or we're going to have a really big problem. So, you know, where do you kind of see this, you know, going and trying to really, you know, are you really focused on closing the loop or would you say, you know, there's a bigger purpose to got back in, you know, really kind of cutting it off at its core and, you know, the systemic, um, issues that face ocean pollution and plastic in particular, right? I mean, I was talking to the guys from Sustainable Coastlines Hawaii a while back, and really their goal is to no longer exist because if they no longer have to exist, then they know that the solution of, you know, plastic in the ocean is, is gone. Now, that's a really far-fetched thought, right? Because the amount of, I think there's more plastic in the ocean that there is fish, right? And there's a lot of fish in the, in the ocean. So is, is the idea that you're going to try and educate and really kind of cut it off at its source or more, more so educating through the sale of bags and kind of bringing to light the issues and the topics that were, you know, that we need to try and solve. I think it's, it's a bit of just go with the flow. I think, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's wherever we've, think we, we can see ourselves creating the biggest impact and 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 we are constantly reconsidering where, which route to go in terms of cleanup i mean we we have a collaboration uh, with uh, plastic fisher to build trash mm -hmm. rooms um uh, to um to stop plastic flowing through rivers into the ocean um oh very cool we, we um we, we do a lot of education uh, especially in, in in indonesia and java to get people uh, aware about um, if there's plastic in, in the rivers and the soil is mm. filled with uh, with plastic, then that that plants cannot grow there anymore. And when the plants cannot grow anymore, fish don't have a ha habitat anymore. And then uh, right. that uh, if there is no fish in the rivers anymore, so people don't have food anymore. And so um, that's that's important for them to know to realize what what kind of impact uh, mm -hmm. this, this problem has on their lives. And then there's change happening. So that's that's really important for us, as I laid out earlier when I'm talking about our um our connection to the government now right um, so it's kind so, of a mix it's kind of yeah. a mix it sounds like yeah yeah it's absolutely i think yeah I'm, i mean um um i in the moment i mean i think it's it's a um it's a quite interesting setup to to say um we don't want to exist anymore um i, I don't see that uh, on the horizon <laughs> in the moment right so, um um but uh, yeah i mean in the end yeah that's that's what we are fighting for so maybe in, in Hopefully, in in ten years, we will do pl uh, uh, bags from um, from banana leaves, or I don't know, right. like from 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 whatever. Like, um, yeah. So it's it's basically yeah, just just looking at which which uh, what what feels good for us and where the where uh, where uh, where the the life where li where life ta takes us. So I'm just right. just looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said it very eloquently, like you have to go with the flow, which, you know, I, it, that's a, if that's a pun, then I, you know, I got it right. <laughs> the United States really has this large, you know, a lot of momentum towards uh, sustainability, you know, and a lot of the companies, especially the ones that I'm, I've been talking with, um, they all have some sort of connection, whether it's, you know, donating to 1% for the planet or using, you know, uh, kind of keeping all of the production here in the United States. So it's a lot, you know, less CO2 going to the earth. And then also, you know, the whole idea of using ocean plastic. So what's kind of been got bags approach to now, all right, this works in Europe, this works in Germany, you know, where do we go from here in the United States? And, and how does that kind of look like in the future? Yeah, 
it's a it's a it's a difficult topic to just you, you can't just bring over the brand to the states and you know assume mm -hmm. that it just will work. You know, a lot of companies tried that before, like you know, it was successful in Europe, and now you just do exactly the same thing in the states, and you know, you run your ads and 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 you run your story, and you mm -hmm. just expect it to work as well. Now you have to more or less start from the ground up again. And right. our our approach is also not. We don't want to, you know, we don't want people to see us as this brand from Germany just coming to the States and just selling mm -hmm. their products here. And that's it, you know, because they want to make more profits. And, right. you know, we, we still want to stick to the original mission and story to, that's why I said in the beginning, to really raise awareness. I was looking when I, when I was doing my research here on the States, it was like, mm -hmm. really, is there a market for people being interested? And can we even, you know, raise more awareness? And can we even, you know, do real good over here? And right. this is the approach that, that I'm going towards. And for example, I'm, we're co-hosting a cleanup now in Florida, which, uh, oh, which, cool. which is a great thing because we did that before in Germany as well. I mean, we do our big cleanup, of course, in Indonesia, for example, but correct me if I'm wrong, Benny, but the, the Rhine cleanup in Germany was, it was a huge deal. That, that got back kind of pushed um, as well. The Rhine is the biggest uh, river in Europe and mm -hmm. um, yeah, got back was kind of involved in, 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 in a cleanup, a big cleanup there. And my vision is to, to start cleanups in the States as well, um, to use you know yeah. our influence, our story and everything. And, but until we get there, I wanna work with other cleanups together and you know, kind of mm -hmm. sponsor them, work together, raise awareness together, use our, our, our social influence to get people, volunteers into the cleanup. And for example, mm -hmm. there's one in, in, in Florida, as I mentioned, it's called Send It For The Sea. And okay. they, they do it right in, in Miami. And they do it for a couple of years now already, and it's getting bigger and bigger because also the, the sustainability movement in Miami and Florida in general is pretty big at the moment. Yeah, and absolutely. So, so I'm trying to get more into that as well and to, you know, be really involved in the in the U.S. society as well. Like I said, I don't just want to be that German brand that comes to the States to sell products. Mm -hmm. I really want to do good here. I'm, I'm like I also mentioned earlier, I moved to the States. I'm going to live here. I'm going to stay here probably forever. And you've I, committed. I committed. I committed. And so committed far, to the U.S. <laughs> yeah. So oh. far I don't regret it. And no. So I want to, you know, do something good for my for my kids as well, you know, to, to really right. have them, for them to have a better future as well and, and to really move over the mission and the movement of got back to the States. And no, I think that's a really, I think that's a really, um, you know, important take on as to how you guys are integrating and, you know, a lot, you're right. A lot of times brands will come over to the United States and they just kind of set up shop as if they were wherever they were, right. Whether it be in Germany, Italy, however, right. And some brands can do that. I mean, you see like, uh, you know, the brand high-end brand Gucci, right. But that kind of goes with the, you know, the territory as to what they're trying to provide. But if you're trying to really be, you know, a, a problem solving, a, you know, really changing the tides on what's happening here in the United States, you really got to integrate yourself into it. And I think it's awesome that you guys have kind of taken that approach. And, you know, there's so many people here that are, have a, have a, have the same mindset of let's clean up the beaches. Let's, you know, let's really try and put a, put a stop to the inflow of plastic. But if we're going to do it, we might as well have a way to kind of remove it and, and use it. So I think that's awesome the way you're going. Have you guys kind of noticed 
any different challenges than you than you would have if you were still in Germany? Like, what what's been some of the things that are different? Um, it's mostly what, what we realized so far is really the the getting the mission over here and and advertising our bags for people to be really interested in. Because in Germany, it works really well to mm. to play with a mission and you know have the emotion. Um, with the story mm. and everything. Well, here, p- people at this moment, they don't know Gottbeck. So how, how do you get their attention? How do you really, you know, engage with them? And we realized after a couple of weeks now um, that you have to bring out the product features first, kind of. For example, when people see an advertisement mm. of Gottbeck the first time, they are more interested in the bag if they see it's waterproof it's adjustable and durable instead mm-hmm. of you know starting with made from ocean plastic immediately but then they are already interested they say right. hey cool it, it, it's a cool looking bag i see that it's, it's waterproof and they're already mm-hmm. more interested and then they see it's made from ocean plastic that's when they realize you know oh it's actually really you know doing something good as well and this is the moment where, where they are right. really convinced of the product itself and then from there on, they go and, you know, read more about it and realize it's really sustainable. It's really made from ocean plastic. This brand mm-hmm. is having a cool mission. They really control the whole, like, production chain and everything. And this is this is the main difference that we realized so far between, you know, the European approach and, and, and the American approach is to really convince mm-hmm. the people first of the quality because they still don't know the product. And, you know, you don't buy just a backpack for $150 because, it looks cool. Right. You want to be convinced that you also get something for your money and it's a good, you know, good product. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's really doing something good. And this is kind of, yeah, the biggest challenge we have to yeah. face so far. How do we really address the whole mission and product uh, in the States? Yeah. Right. Well, that's very interesting. You know, I never would have thought of it, you know, because I haven't really, I've never done any work over in, in Europe. So I, in, you know, being here in America, you kind of think a little bit differently. And, and over in Germany, you think, you know, slightly different as well. So it's kind of interesting to see how, you know, things are done differently. And then you also, the, the customer thinks, you know, drastically different, right? And, you know, I think everyone at the end of the day wants the same thing. It's just a matter of trying to figure out how we're going to get that idea in someone who lives in the United States versus someone who lives in Germany. So that's all very cool. I mean, uh, and I would have never have thought of that before. I mean, it, it just, it wouldn't have dawned on me that there, that would really be that much of a difference. So, you know, I guess, you know, now that you guys are here in the United States and, and, and Benny, feel free to chime in and, and Matthias as well. What do you guys kind of, you know, we talked about the, the big goal of got bag, right? It's this mixture of, education meets, you know, trying to create this bag that is a representation of what you're trying to do. Um, where do you guys kind of see, you know, all this kind of ending up like in, in what's kind of the next step? Like, are you guys innovating new bags? Are you guys trying to reach out to more and more beach cleanups or is there like a bigger, a bigger premise to what we're doing here? Yeah, I think, um, what we are definitely going to do and what we are doing in, right in this moment actually is to expand our cleanup activities around the globe wherever we think we can we can make a difference and where, where we can create an impact. And then, yeah, ultimately what what finances all these operations is then the, the selling of our bags. So definitely we, um, we're going to ex, uh, expand our product line. Um, then also what, what we are strategically working on in the moment is to 
to use other uh, plastic types for different uh, types of, uh, of of products and 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 and, and or, or components of, of our products. So that's that uh, what we are working on in, in in our research and development in the moment quite quite a bit. So. Um, I think, um, yeah, um, in the moment, um, that, that are the, the main pillars that we were, we are working on. Um, and, um, yeah, as I said earlier, I think, uh, besides that, it's just going with the flow and looking what, where, whatever this takes us and, um, um, and, and what else to do. Um, and I think, yeah, um, what we have just started, um, with, uh, in, in Europe and, and the US market is also, um, approach other, um, other markets, other people, um, with our mission and um and fight together with us yeah absolutely well it sounds like you guys have an awesome thing going i'm super excited to be able to talk to you guys more about it and then uh you know we got connected with opolis optics so kind of shout out to james for connecting us and i think that's super important you know like the, all these these brands you know big and small they all kind of have to work together and you guys i mean after speaking with you now realize i realize that more than ever right is is like you guys really created this ecosystem of of a network of brands that are you know trying to do a good thing and and it seems to have worked really well in germany and i hope it does here in in the united states as well so a real pleasure having you guys on the show before we go um where can people find out about you the interwebs yes that's that's the most way you the, the interwebs. Uh, most of the information of course um <laughs> In the U.S., for example, on us.gotback.com, is yeah. um, we have all the information about our cleanup, about our whole mission on there. Obviously, on on Instagram as well, um, mm. which is huge. And um, yeah, I would say that that's how you can learn more about us. Awesome. Well, Benny, Matthias, it was a real pleasure having you on the show. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time to talk with me. Thanks Thank so, much so much for putting us on. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Along the Keel. I had a great conversation talking with Benny and Matthias all about Got Bag and, and what it takes to create a backpack fully out of ocean plastic. It's a pretty big feat. And to be able to create the supply chain around it, man, is that a cool way to create a backpack. One of the big concepts that I kind of took away um, from Benny is the importance of you know finding something that you're passionate about and going for it right in the beginning we talked about how his work on documentaries he was tired of documenting the actual problems that he was seeing he actually was going about trying to fix the problem and provide a solution while spreading awareness simultaneously so i thought that was a pretty inspiring little story and pretty cool turn of events and uh, if you want to learn more about got bag maybe even buy a got bag they have a lot of other cool products and, and not just a backpack but they're all made out of ocean plastics so head on over to gotbag.com you can check them out on facebook and instagram linkedin they're also very big on linkedin so check that out and if you want to learn more about along the keel head over to alongthekeel.com and uh you know 2021 is going to be a year for the podcast to really grow we have a lot more episodes coming in fact the entire month of february is completely booked out and we're actually booking out into april right now which is uh, pretty incredible so i hope you guys enjoy this episode of the show again sign up for a mailing list on alongthekeel.com head on over to facebook instagram and last but not least leave us a five-star review on apple or itunes i can't tell you how much impo how important those things are and uh, it just takes two seconds all you gotta do is scroll on down hit the five stars write something nice if you choose to do so but uh, it would mean a lot to me and everyone else here on along the keel so remember to work hard do good be incredible have a great day.